This morning, we are going to look at two biblical characters, a father and a son, a nation blessed by God, and finally, a testimony of a child of God. We are going to look at the challenges they faced and how the challenges turned to opportunities. Jacob, the name meant some planter or corn man, and that's what he was. In the early part of his life, from corn man to Israel, meaning who strives with God, is the journey of Jacob. Jacob's story begins with his outsmarting his brother Esau at every turn, from clinging to his feet at birth, to winning his birthright from a hungry Esau with a bowl of hot stew, to plotting with Rebekah's mother in getting Isaac's blessing and birthright to deception and deceit. In all this, Jacob valued his birthright and a place in God's line over Esau who waited on, who, who wanted only instant gratification. Jacob flees and meets his uncle, Laban, another corn man, their 20 years of association was a time of one of trying to outsmart the other at every turn. J Jacob was tricked to marry Leah. Laban changed the terms of wages 10 times. Finally, Jacob outsmarts Laban by mastering the science of selective breeding and making himself rich. But through it all, Jacob worked hard and he had God's blessing. When we look at Jacob's life, the man blessed of God, we also see a life full of challenges. His brothers sought to murder him. He was forced to flee. His uncle Laban, deceived him. He experienced the baseness of his son, Reuben. He had to face the loss of his beloved wife, Rachel. He had to mourn the supposedly untimely end of his favorite son, Joseph. He was forced to flee to Egypt because of the famine. Through all these challenges, we see Jacob fighting and coming back. One would ask why they had to flee to Egypt. Israel would not have been molded as a nation if they had not been in Egypt. They probably would have been different tribe of nomads wandering around. Probably Jacob never inherited the physical part of the birthright, two thirds of the property of Isaac, but he won the godly birthright. The story of Joseph as a, begins as the favored son, the coat of multicolors, his talent, a dreamer and an interpreter of dreams. For 17 years, he had a good life. 
At 17, he was kidnapped, persecuted, and thrown into a well, sold to Ishmaelite traders, sold again as a slave to Potiphar's house, won the confidence of his master and appointed overseer. Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him. He lost his court, but saved his character. Thrown into prison. He should have been upset, but he was not. His time in prison was training time for reigning time. Interprets the butler's and baker's dreams. A time of waiting. 13 years since he was sold. 13 years of waiting. Interprets Pharaoh's dreams in the seven fat cows and seven ugly famished cows. Seven plump and good years of corn and seven thin heads of grain. Seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. How did Pharaoh entrust Joseph with such a high responsibility and power on the basis of a dream? That's God at work. Joseph proved an able administrator and planner. He not only made Egypt tackle the seven years of famine, but used the famine as an opportunity to enable Egypt to improve its, uh, its economy by trading to the world around it. He also saved his family. The modern nation Israel had the highest per capita COVID-19 infection rate in the world. Today, Israel has vaccinated 70% of its population the only country to do so. Many countries like Australia and India are hovering around the one to 2% mark. It has allowed Israel to open its economy fully with all its benefits. Israel as a nation from biblical times had its years of persecution, had its ups and downs, but always bounced back. The Jews controlled the world economy. The hit Hitler's persecution, the Holocaust, perhaps was the opportunity for the modern nation Israel to be created. The blessed nation, the challenged nation, the, the nation that always fights back. Recently, I read a testimony that was brought out in a book, the testimony of Dr. Iris Paul. Some of you might know her. Dr. Iris Paul grew up in a wealthy family in Chennai. She had four servants to look after her. Her father was an engineer with the United Nations. She had 25 proposals of marriage she said no to all of them and then said yes to the 26th. His name was R.A.C. Paul, a veterinarian missionary. They were married 
1972. Iris, Iris Paul, a medical doctor specialized in tropical medicine. So uh, Paul and so Mr. Paul and Iris Paul decided to move to the jungles of Malkangiri straight away to do medical and gospel work. It was 27 hours by Jeep. There was no running water or electricity. She had to redo the cow dung floor every three days. At first, Iris wept. Then God spoke to her. He said that Jesus was born in a cow shed in the midst of cow dung. She stopped crying. Two weeks later, they were trekking into the interior parts of the jungle to different villages, treating patients and sharing their faith. There was no other doctor in the area, so the patients would line up from 4.30 in the morning. Even though it was difficult, she loved it. The hardest thing was that for the first 15 years, nobody from the Bondo tribe asked for baptism. They were interested in Jesus, but they didn't ask to be baptized. Every month for 15 years, they had to fill forms from the Indian Missions, Mission Society asking how many villages they'd visited, how many people they had shared the gospel to, and how many people had been baptized. Every month for 15 years, they wrote nil to the last question. They felt like giving up. Then in 1986, Paul became seriously ill. His kidneys weren't working well. He underwent surgery and died in the middle of it. She wept bitterly. She was 42 years old and had four small children. Everybody said to her, don't go back to Mal Malkangiri. Stay here in Chennai and set up a medical practice. Nine days later, Iris and the children in, got in, in a jeep and returned to the village and, the people of and to the people of Malkangiri. Iris Paul went back to seeing patients from sunrise till sunset. <clears throat> the people noticed. <clears throat> they said to each other, you see, she came back. She loves us. The God she loves must be real. Within six months, they had 36 people asking for baptism. Now there are 5,000 believers in Malkinbury. 5,000 believers because she came back. Dear friends, this morning, what are your challenges? Are you coming back? Are you fighting back? Are you seeking God's direction? Shall we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, 
Here we are again, Lord, at the beginning of a new week, kneeling at the foot of your throne. We need your mercy this morning. Though we ask for this over and over again, give us more faith, Lord. Help us not to run away from the challenges that are thrown at us this week. Give us the grace, strength, energy, talent, and intelligence to overcome the challenges. Help us, Lord, to always keep coming back. Before I close, Lord, I pray for Brother Richard Samuel and Sister Annie as they face their challenges. May God bless them and take care of them. Amen.